Welcome to Inbound and Down, where we cover tricks and hacks to make your marketing life more efficient from the top of the funnel to the bottom. I'm Ryan. And I'm Adam. Let's get started. Hey, Rex. How hey, are you doing? Buddy. I'm pretty good. Good. It's, uh, it's my favorite day of the week. What day of the week? Whatever day of the week it is that you're listening to this. That's true. It, it changes. It's going to change. So what does it matter what day of the week it is right now? No. But it's my favorite day of the week. So if it's a Monday, I'm lying. <laughs> if it's a Friday, I'm definitely telling the truth. I'm, I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we doing today? Uh, we're going to talk about negotiating. Negotiating. So I feel like you have some uh, some solid tactical approaches to this and also some jedi mind trick type stuff i do um so why don't you start me with a few examples yeah so it starts with a bottle of tequila (laughs) (laughs) and a blank checkbook (laughs) and the rest is really history (laughs) and that's it that's it that's how i built i mean anything else i'm good (laughs) so so there's a the way that I do my billing is a little different than how Adam does his. Uh, Adam primarily does retainers. Uh, I primarily don't do retainers, but I'd, I'd like to. So I'm trying to get there. Mm-hmm. We've talked about kind of why that can be difficult for me sometimes given the, just the type, type of work that I do and the types of clients that I have. But um, for clients who don't do retainers, what I do not do is work for a month for free. And then bill at the end of the month and then wait 30 days before I get I paid for that. that. I will not do that ever again. I'll turn a client away before I do that again. Because you're you're seriously waiting 60 days until you get paid for the work that you did. Yep. Um, that is too long. Uh, it but doesn't, now, now I'm in this like cycle where I'm getting checks all the time. You so, have no idea when they're from. Well, I mean, I know when they're from because I track them. But like at the same point, y- your point is still true that I'm there... Like if I stopped working today, I'd still get checks for almost 60 days, yeah. which is cool. But at the same point, that's all work I should have been getting paid for ASAP, right. you know, like yeah. within so two weeks. For for one client who I have a great relationship with, everything is perfect. I actually bill net 15 whenever I can. So I don't have to wait 30 days anyway. But I bill 15 days in advance mm. as well. So it's a retainer. Yeah, uh, It's not like a deducted retainer. It's just a recurring retainer. And I bill 15 days in advance, net 15. So I actually get paid by the first. And sometimes I get paid like three days later because it's all electronic now. I don't need a physical check for it anymore, which is awesome. Um, I get paid on the first for that month of work, which is killer. But that's the only client that I have that good of a gig for. I mean, that's amazing. I don't even have any follow-ups than that, Then, but, but I need to do that. Yeah, I, want to, <laughs> I want to go to there, I yeah. think, is the real can, takeaway. Can I has that? Yeah. So um, that's a that's a, an awesome one, but that's not the usual. How I usually do my, my billing is in three tiers. Um, and so in, in the call, where are we? Like, they're, they like what you've sold them. Yeah. Like, yeah. You sound like a stand up guy. I want to hire you. Somebody actually said that to me once. I, I mean, and then they hired me and said, you sound like a stand up guy. I'm going to pass you along. What's nice. your rate? Let's do this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's do something right. <laughs> and then they say, how do you, how do you price? Is that, and that's where we are in the yeah. conversation. Well, right they'll now. say, what's your rate? Right. So here's where the, here's, they're not mind tricks, but it is a little bit of, um, it is a bit of psychology. Mm. So we have a, uh, Adam and I have a, a really great like, lunch and learn thing that we do with a couple of other consultants, like every quarter, I guess, right? Every couple, every few months. Yeah. 
And uh, one of the consultants um, brought up this thing that I hadn't even thought about that I was doing inadvertently, but it's worth bringing it up first now, where CEOs, and I'm normally talking to CEOs when I'm talking about billing uh, and stuff, just given the size of the companies that I work with. Sometimes they're VPs in marketing, but it's pretty rare. CEOs want to win. I mean, they're they're business people, right? The, their goal is to get the best price possible. And their goal is also to make it their decision. And these are things that I genuinely never thought about until we had this conversation. This is after I had been billing for a year this way. Yeah, our good friend Claire uh, turned us on. This. Yeah, oh man. And it's just so, it's so obvious, but it's, I just also don't know this stuff. So yeah. it's hugely helpful. Thank you, Claire. So um, what came out of it was uh, y- you really want to present your pricing in a way that no matter what the CEO chooses, you still win. Mm. So what I ended up doing was I had this three-tiered pricing system. Um, and it basically says if you you have to purchase a bulk number of hours from me, you can't you could just buy one hour if you want or three hours if you want or something like that, but that's going to be significantly more expensive than doing it any other way. So what I do is uh, tiers. I do like one hour to 19 hours is the most expensive rate. Um, and you, if you buy 19 hours, then you buy, you have to write a check for 19 hours at that rate. Uh, 20 to 39 hours is, uh, you know, 10 bucks less an hour or something like that, because I'd much rather you fall into that category. And the lowest rate is anything, any group of hours purchased over 40 hours. So if you want to buy 60 hours from me, but you only want to purchase four, 40 at first, then you would have to buy. 40 at the lowest rate and then 20 at the middle rate. I, I just don't bend on it unless it makes a lot of sense. Somebody has said, can I buy 200 hours from you? Right. And I'm like, what am I going to say? No. <laughs> so, um, so I don't mind having smaller chunks because you're still doing it. It kind of turns into a tra- retainer at that point. So what does this allow you to do? Um, the rate that I really care about is the lowest rate. So um, so that's your rate. That's my target rate. Right. Um. And I'll keep pushing that too. So I'm constantly, if I talk to a new client and they're larger, I will raise the rate and then I'll try to see how they feel about it. And I'll tell you what, I've had clients who I did not think would bite say, great, no problem. I've had other clients who I wasn't sure and they would say, it's kind of expensive. And I say, that's okay. You could buy more if you want and then you'll save some money. <laughs> but I really don't budge on the rate. Yeah. And ultimately what the... Um, what it comes down to is their choice. They just get to decide how much money do they want to save. So how much capital do you have? Are you able to invest in me? And the more capital that you have up front to invest, the more that you save. And what it comes down to is that is entirely up to the CEO. It's entirely up to the CEO. Um, and the, v- the vast majority of people, where do you think they'd pick? Where do you think they land? Uh, the lowest, right? No. Really? It's basic, like... I don't want to say basic pricing theory because then I feel like it undermines you, which I'm not trying to do. No, that, I mean, <laughs> so I mean, again, this is all new to me. So. Okay, think about if you look at a like an online uh, um, software, okay, like a, a monthly price software or something. Yeah, like that. they want the one that gives almost them, uh, always they have three options, and then they'll have like an enterprise option or something, right? The middle option is oh. always the one that's like recommended, has a big banner at the top, or it's like most popular or whatever, right? Everybody chooses the middle option. Um, I've had one client go with the lowest option and they continuously bought 19 hours. And I was like, I told him once, I was like, I don't understand why you guys just don't buy 20 hours. <laughs> why are you, why are you doing this to yourself? You're spending more money buying 19 hours than you would just buying 20. Um, 
Um, fine by me though. Whatever. They're yeah. like, it's just, it's just like a, it's honestly, it's a numbers thing. It has nothing yeah. to do with anything else. Oh, that's so, interesting. But it's entirely up to them. So most people fall into the middle tier, uh, which means that they're buying hours and and twenty hour chunks, um, except for the bigger clients, and they'll buy sixty two hundred hours at a time. So how do you? Um, so a CEO is, you know. He, he or she is feeling like they're 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 winning and they're making the smart decision, but how do you get? Because we talked about like getting to a retainer is much easier if you have the trust factor. How do you go from zero to trust to just buy a block of hours? Because that's still some trust as well. There is trust. I mean, you're not you're not wrong. I to a degree though, it's walking the walk and talking the talk. I think mm. I couldn't get these guys to using close. They some know words what they're like doing. net net and in the weeds. I use things like net net and in the weeds. Um, yeah. And then I have to step on my own toes. Right. Uh, literally just, it's like a pain thing. <laughs> You're hammered by the end of the yeah. <laughs> I had one prospect once they said, walk me through, and I don't mind doing something like this. Just walk me through a scenario. Like if I give you a scenario, walk me through what you would do for that. So I can understand better what you do. Hmm. Had that once. Otherwise, it's these are the platforms that I've worked in. These are the companies that I've worked for. These are the results that I've had. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. You can either hire me and I will tell you whether or not I th- or you tell me what you know, they tell me what they need. I'm really, really honest. Yeah. Um, and I, I say that up front on the call that if they say something and I don't think that I'm a good fit for that or I don't do it or whatever, I will tell them on the call. And if I don't get the gig because of that, that's fine. But I'll tell you what. I've never not gotten uh, an opportunity, close an opportunity who maybe otherwise would have Hmm. because I told them that I wouldn't do something. Um, Because frankly, it's not because I don't want to do it. It's because I'm not good enough to do it that I think that you should pay me for it. And that is genuine. Yeah. I really don't think. And they love that honesty, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it's a com- the trust has to be built on the call. And a lot of that is because I, I really don't like this, like the salesy stuff. I don't like salesy feeling things. And so I'm, I really don't feel like I'm very salesy on prospecting calls. It's just um, odds are they need me more than I need them. That's a huge, huge help. Oh, it's mentally, such a big right? chip. It's a yeah. big poker chip right there. Uh, it really is. And that's a big part of it. So it's just like, listen, this is what I do. I know that I'm really good at it. And I know what I'm not really good at. So, Well, they're getting pressure from angles you're not seeing, too. Like the board, the CEO, they're all pressuring. Hey, we need to get this done. Yeah. Have you figured out who you're going to hire yet? So you coming over here and being like, yep, here's a three-tiered pricing option. Gives them options. And you're saying, look, here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. The ball's in your court. Who are your uh, who are your favorite clients? The the ones you've built up the trust with for sure. Um, and most, like we said at nausea, most of mine are on retainer. That but the ones that um, you know that you have such a good relationship with that the, the sending them the monthly invoice is really just a formality. Um, but I mean, getting to that is. You know, some people are, are wary of the retainer, but um, at the same point, you know, they're, they're always curious, well, how many hours do I get of you per week? That's a, yeah. So how do you answer that? I, I tell them you get you get a, a successful campaign so, and, and like the hours don't matter. Like if it has my fingerprints on it, then I want it to be as successful as possible. So. And it's successful in the in whatever time I have. And if that's not good enough, then you cancel. We 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 call it a day. Um, but I'm very careful about how many clients I take on. So this has never actually happened. But I tell them that, and that makes them feel really good. 
and um, the 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 trust starts to come in and the numbers, um, which is easy because you could just rely on the, the reporting to do your sort of negotiating for you and the trust building for you. Be like, see, I told you I wasn't full of shit. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I, I, w- with the, the sneakiness stuff, like I totally agree. Like I talk to people on prospecting calls, like they're my best friend. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah, you have a great conversation with them. Exactly. They're not well, much different than this yeah. right now. You know, really I always say, look, I've sat in your shoes. I've hired the agency. I don't do the BS. And I tell them I'm a, I'm a one man shop. Now I'm a man in a woman shop. Um, so in that, that really helps people are like, wow, it, it's just him I'm not hiring an agency. And then they're giving me off to the intern to manage the account. I'm, right. I'm getting the goods. It hasn't failed me yet. Aside from people who, you know, already have an agency in place or, you know, sort of, you know, outside situations like that. But yeah. And, you know, for somebody getting started in this, this is easily the most, this was easily the hardest thing for me to learn getting started. Um, because you have no idea what you're worth. Um, you're worth way more than you think. Way more than whatever number you have in your head right now you think you're worth, you're worth way more. Um, there's no doubt that you have to speak to that level, though. So if you want to charge 100 bucks an hour, you have to be able to sound like somebody who charges 100 bucks an hour. And that doesn't come without confidence and doesn't come without knowledge. So if you don't know your stuff, you can't speak to it, and you can't start putting... Um, thoughtful examples together in real time, along with their with their data or with their needs or whatever. You're not going to get the gig, you know. So you really have to be able to speak to that. Uh, but it's a that's a skill, but it's one that's awesome to learn. Um, so that's a that's a big thing. Um, you also just have to be confident in your pricing. That's another major thing that was really difficult for me to come over. And I've some consultants that I've hired in the past. You know, I ask, what do you? What's your rate? And they're not ready for the question. And it's painfully obvious that they're not ready for the question. Um, and then they way low, they just lowball the hell out of themselves. Out of themselves. That's, out of themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that hurts that hurts them. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it can hurt your clients too. And I'll tell you why. I undersold myself for clients that I still have right now. Because I didn't know any better. I mean, that's what I thought that I was I was probably getting a great rate at this at the time, and now it's not a great rate anymore. Right. Those clients still have that rate. So if I want to raise that rate, it puts me in a precarious position where I really have to think of how do I have this conversation where, hey, client, I may not be delivering a lot more value to you than I already am, but I am going to have to raise my rate on you. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a good conversation. So you really have to think about like, and I'm not going to have that conversation. They have the rate that they have and and they're going to keep that rate. That's just the reality of it. I'm not going to raise it on them. Um, so, so that's a big thing, but being confident in what you're worth. Um, and the other thing that I would say that I've learned from consultants is that, you know, we really don't talk a lot about pricing. We don't talk a lot about what we get paid, um, out in the open. Cause sometimes it can change client per client. Sometimes it's not as easy as saying an hourly rate. It, it can't be always that easy. Right. Um, and sometimes it is, but it's really worth finding another consultant, even if that's literally just going on to LinkedIn and finding somebody who says that they're a consultant and, and asking a few people and sending the people a note and like, hey, I'm just getting started. How do you do your pricing? What do you charge? Worst they can do is say, I don't feel comfortable sharing that with you or not respond. And then whatever, you just find somebody else. 
Um, uh, it's really easy to do at um, conferences. You run into a lot nice. of agencies and consultants there. And there's something about a conference just makes you open up a little bit because everybody's sharing thought leadership and, yeah. and tips and tricks. Uh, consultants love to share. It and, uh, you know, I do, too. Like, I, I love helping other consultants and I love being helped by them. So uh, yeah. a great, great place to. That's a great tip. tips. Yeah. That's a great tip. Yeah, I uh, uh, highly recommend that. Next week, we are going to start interviews. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to tell you who the interview is going to be with. So I'm just going to show up. There's going to be somebody here. Yeah. In my uh, in my upstairs office slash bedroom. Hmm. It's just going to be a client in here. This is going to be fascinating. I clean up. <laughs> I think I should probably not tell them to come in through the basement. <laughs> right. Yeah. He told me to come in through the basement today and the basement was locked. And then, and then he, Adam, and Adam wasn't entirely sure if he was at the right house anymore. Right. And then he's just like, well, just come right in. So I was like, all right, I'll just walk in the front door. Locked. <laughs> and I knock and he's like, dude, I told you to come to the basement. <laughs> All right. More of this next week. All right, Adam, you have yourself a fine week. You too, brother. <laughs>